Hi, I'm Taryn Winterbrill, host of Bestseller TV on C-Suite Radio. On this show, I sit down with leading business authors to find out what makes their books stand out from the crowd. With thousands of new business books and titles being published each year, we try to make it just a little bit easier for you to decide which ones are worth the read. Thanks for listening. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Bestseller TV. I'm Taryn Winterbrill. We're here with the author of Amp Up Your Sales. Andy Paul joins us now. Great to see you, Andy. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. So who doesn't want to amp up their sales? Yeah. Let's, let's get into it. Let's amp away. Yes. Uh, you start off by defining what selling should really mean because oftentimes people misunderstand it. Yeah, I, mean, I think there's an emphasis, too much of an emphasis placed on uh, things like being a hunter in sales. You have to go out and find a prospect or mm. I have to close that deal. And really, it doesn't keep in mind what the customers are really trying to achieve. So your customer's not trying to buy something. What they're trying to do is gather information to right. quickly make a good decision at sort of the lowest cost they can. They don't want to invest a lot of the resources to be able to make decisions. And so when you look at it from that standpoint, as, as a seller, then what's your job? If the customer's trying to gather information, then really as a salesperson, your job is to say, well, look, what can I do to help that customer make a purchase decision as quickly as possible? And there's, in my book, I put a quote from Jeff Bezos, founder, CEO of mm -hmm. Amazon, which I thought summarized sales extremely well. And he said, and it was from an interview in Harvard Business Review, and he said, quote, is, we don't make money when we sell things. We make money when we help customers make purchase decisions. And I thought, that is that sales in a nutshell, right? That's right. what you should be focused on. So right. every action a salesperson takes should be focused on, what am I doing right now that's going to help the customer move at least one step closer to making a decision? Right, because I like in the book, you talk about this idea of, are you selling or is the customer buying? Right. And there, it's, there's a, a delicate balance there. Yeah, and they're really parallel paths, you should think mm -hmm. about it, right? As a salesperson, you're going to go through a process to try to deliver this information to the customer, help move them from point A to point B, point A being awareness and interest in buying something, and point B being buying it. And the buyer has their own process, but actually they'll have multiple processes because they'll have a single buying process for every alternative they're looking at. So if, if you're trying to sell them or if they're trying to buy, let's say, a computer system, you know, for if they're looking at five different vendors, they're going to have five separate buying processes going on. Interesting. So as a salesperson, you know, if you're not helping the customer make progress in their buying process, they're going to leave you behind. Right, 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 which a lot of a lot of people do, I'm sure. Now, you emphasize the word how a lot. Mm -hmm. Why so? Because it's not about what you sell, it's, it's More about how, how you sell, right? right? So Tell take a look at that. the economy and the business environment that almost every company operates in. There's been an explosion in the number of competitors in every single product category. You know, part of that's due to sort of, you know, the unrelenting pace of technological change and the globalization of our economy has lowered the barriers to entry to so many markets. So as a result, as I said, we've got this explosion of entrance mm -hmm. into so many markets. You know, in the mind's eye of the customer, everybody starts to look alike. True. And it's sort of true, in fact. If you have more entrance in a marketplace, the real differences between the products become diminished. Yeah, they start to blur, right. And the perceived differences go away, too. So from the customer, it's like, well, how do you differentiate yourself? Well, it's not by what you sell at that point, because they're, they're perceived to be the same. It's how you sell. It's how you help the customer make that decision that's going to set you apart from the competitor. So let's talk about how. For someone how? out there who thinks they know how to do it, right. <laughs> tell them that they don't. Tell them that they don't, right. <laughs> well, that's why the book is here. So the AMP part of AMP Up Your Sales is really an acronym. And sort of mnemonic device, easy for salespeople to remember. So the A stands for accelerate your responsiveness. The M is for maximize the value you deliver each time you interact with the prospect. 
And the P is to practice simplicity in your selling. And so for accelerate your responsiveness is customers, again, trying to move through their buying process as quickly as they can. Mm -hmm. And so speed really becomes important to them in terms of being able to gather this information to evaluate the alternatives. But it's not speed in itself is not as important. It's the combination of speed plus answers to the questions they have. So to be responsive in sales, it's just not a matter of being fast. You have to be fast with the answers. In terms of maximizing the value you deliver which, with each interaction, you know, value in sales has very specific definition. And so it's really an overused term. It's become a bit of a cliche. But if you sort of capsulize and say what value is in sales is information that helps the customer move forward in their buying process. Right. But if you as a salesperson say, look, every time I go talk to a customer, I need to achieve two things. The first one is I have to have a goal in mind. What is the value I want to deliver? And I have to have the goal of achieving that. And the second part then is if you've delivered the value, then what is the commitment the customer is going to make to you in terms of what they're going to do next? Okay. So that's the A and the M. And the P is practice simplicity in your selling. There are a world of selling systems out there that you can buy as a company that are going to teach you how to do everything from soup to nuts in your sales. But they don't really focus on these basics of being responsive, delivering value each time you talk to the customer. And I think salespeople get confused. When I talk about simplifying your selling, I say you just need to be 1% better to okay. win. So that seems the, doable. Right. So what's that 1% value that you need to add? It could be in the case, and I'll give you an example. I had a client that the software company, and they were looking for a system to be able, they're getting inundated with unsolicited resumes. They're a hot company. So they're looking for a system to help them track and record the resumes as they came in. Right. And a VP came into uh, the office on a weekend and did research and narrowed the selection down to like three companies. And so he sent them all an email saying, his name, his title, we've researched your product, fits what we need. Have a salesperson call me first thing Monday morning. Monday, nobody called. Tuesday, nobody called. Wednesday, it was probably Friday before the first company called. Huh. At that point, they'd sort of lost interest and said, well, if this is the way you're going to support me when I want to buy something, right. what are you going to be like after I buy it? Exactly, right. It's not getting started on the right foot. <laughs> right, but the lesson was that if just one of those companies had picked up the phone and called on Monday, they probably got the deal, right? It's all about responsiveness. And it was also that 1% difference. It was just right. picking up the phone and calling could make the difference between winning or losing. Yeah. So that, you know, if you're a company, you're saying, what's the easiest path to growing my sales? You know, my recommendation is follow up your sales leads. Right. Responsibly follow up your sales mm -hmm. leads. So have the right people calling the customers, people with answers to the questions. Right. I've had companies that clients have doubled their sales in a matter of years just by following up the sales leads, doing nothing different. Right. So the basics, they never go away. Just because we live in a digital world, those basics fundamental basics of sales away. still have to be tapped into. You can't that, ignore them. And that includes talking to a person. Mm -hmm. So some people think, yeah, we can completely get away from talking to people. And there's certain category of products we have done away with that. Sure. Right. right? But if you're something a little more business to business, a little more complex, it's the initial sale. Yeah, there's no substitute for going out and talking to someone. C-Suite Radio. Now, you talk about the power of first perception. Yes. Now, my question was, once it's completed, can it be changed when it comes to in the selling capacity? Well, it's not just selling capacity. It's sort of human nature, right? Mm -hmm. And right, so there's sort of two parts. So one is perceptions are formed really quickly. And so I did a bunch of reading and research about how people form perceptions and found this research about how people form perceptions of people that they're romantically interested in. Right. 
and I think it, it applies in this case, because you know, it's that first appeal. And they, they talk about this in the context of what they call sort of precognitive perception, is you're forming this perception before you're even aware that you're processing. And it's like in the blink of an eye, 250 milliseconds. But more research has also found that, that once people form perceptions, they're very loath to change them. And so that's both good and bad for a salesperson, right. right? So if you can be the first to respond to a customer's lead, and you've got somebody that knows what they're talking about on the phone with the customer, that first perception is very strong, and it's going to be hard to change. Uh, but on the other hand, if your first contact with a customer is not good, and the customer has questions, you can't answer them, they're going to be thinking of you one way, and it may be very difficult to change that, especially in a competitive environment. So one strike, you're out? Not always, but oftentimes you have to position yourself and think about it that way. Right. And it's part of what I talk about in the book is that I talk about this notion of peak end selling. And again, it's based on research from another Nobel Prize winning economist called Daniel Kahneman, where he found that decision making, when people go through an experience, when they get to the point of making a decision, they primarily factor in just two factors. One is their peak experience during that process, and then their last experience during that process. And so if you translate that into a sales perspective, is you as a salesperson can't predict in advance which of the points of contact you have with the customer is going to be the peak event. Right. So you have to plan that each one of them is equally important. Sure. And that's difficult and different for most salespeople because they tend to think about sales as a process that we start slow and we sort of build momentum toward the end and that's going to be a losing strategy for you. Right. Because if you focus on being at top of your game each time Course, you talk right. to the customer that there is no such thing as an unimportant sales touch to win the deal. Right. Now, you talk about um, one of the most important sales calls mm. and whether or not you're skipping it. Yes. So what is it and, and are people skipping it and should they be? Yeah. Well, they shouldn't be. And so it's actually it's a sales call that takes place after you get the order. And this is sort of after you get the order. Okay. After you get the order. And sort of counterintuitive for a lot of sales sellers and sales managers because they all tend to have this fear of the customer's going to have this raging case of buyer's remorse, and that if they reach out and touch really? them, they're going to say, I want to cancel, right? No, but if, you, if you're passionate about the product, why would they think that? It's just, yeah, it's just, just the way it is, nature. right? Okay. So, so most, what happens now is, again, we talk about this environment we talked about before. There's so many competitors. They all look alike. And so if customers have gone in a, their buying process, I've talked to five or six different vendors, is they may choose you, but I guarantee you that when they think about what it is actually purchased, is they've cherry-picked the best things from all five or six companies they've talked to, just sort of unmindfully, right? Right. And so suddenly that's their expectation of what they're going to get. Well, that's not what you're going to deliver, because you didn't promise you're going to deliver that. True. So the most important sales call is you calling the customer after they've given the order and reviewing with them what they ordered, why they ordered it, and what you're going to deliver and when. And you find it, so people aren't doing it? No. No, it's very unusual, but it's, really? a, it's a fantastic tool because then you've set the customer's expectations appropriately for what's going to happen, and when the relationship starts on the you know, sort of operational basis with the customer, when you deliver your product or service, there's not going to be this mismatch, and you're going to start it off a very solid footing. That's surprising in this day and age that people don't know the follow-up <laughs> call is the most important call. What is one company that is, that is amping up their sales, your, your whole process? Who's doing this well? I work with a number of companies, um, none of whom necessarily you'd necessarily recognize, that, that yeah, once you take that first step and you become sensitized and say, look, how do we build this culture of responsiveness in our company, you commit to that, then you start seeing your sales transformed from the bottom okay. up. So that's the nugget. Yeah. All right, well, terrific. 
so much to get to, but really invaluable information. Well, thank uh, you. Really good stuff. So if you want to amp up your sales, talk to Andy. Yes. <laughs> Read Andy's book. Yeah, it's called uh, Powerful Strategies That Move Customers to Make Fast, Favorable Decisions. So thank you again for thank being here. Uh, really good stuff. And if you'd like to read the book, check out the book, buy the book, check out our website, www.csweetbookclub.com. That's c-sweetbookclub.com. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time right here on Bestseller TV. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.